Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Up is undertaking a number of efforts to try to help local governments in Michigan and beyond to deal with the impacts of COVID-19 pandemic. The first thing that we've done is through our Michigan Public Policy Survey of local government leaders in the state, we quickly added a bunch of questions about COVID-19 pandemic, questions about what kind of impacts the pandemic is having in Michigan communities in terms of things like public health, the local economy, local schools. We also ask questions about what kind of resources local governments need in in terms of responding to the pandemic, providing services in their community, and what kind of emergency authorities or powers they need delegated to them by the state government in order to respond more flexibly as well. So the first thing that we've done is to gather information from local leaders across the state of Michigan, and we quickly analyze that data. We're actually building the field, collecting data, but in the first nine days of the survey, we did a quick data poll and analyzed the initial results and uh, were able to deliver a presentation back to state and local policymakers here in Michigan to help them understand what local governments are dealing with in the middle of this pandemic. Actually, we were able to do that even before this peaked in the state of Michigan. So that's the first thing that Closeup has done to try to help. In addition, we've launched a project to provide fiscal strategy guidance. Stephanie Weiser is leading that for us. And so Stephanie maybe can answer that a little bit better. One of the things we're thinking about when all of this started happening was, you know, we know from doing these MPPS surveys over the years that this is going to be really tough for Michigan local governments in particular. I study budgeting and, and finance issues for state and local governments just as my general background. So I was talking to Tom, and one thing we did is started reaching out to our network of other people who have expertise in this area. So at other universities, at research institutions, and in the private sector as well. So we've kind of pulled together a team of collaborators to write a series of strategy briefs about different aspects of of how this COVID and the response and the ensuing economic situation is going to impact various pieces of their fiscal situation. So whether that's looking at impacts on property taxes or how to access different sources of federal stimulus funding or how to think about kind of managing short-term cash flow. So we've got a team right now that's working on putting all that together and we'll hopefully have that ready for local governments to access pretty soon. And then a third project that uh, Close Up is participating in is being led by a different unit in the Ford School, led by the Youth Policy Lab. They are pulling together students from Ford School who will serve as consultants for local governments and nonprofits to do critical research, to help them find federal funds and other sources of funding, research to help them understand how best those funds can be used, and then spread that information to other local governments so that they're learning from each other. So that is an effort that is just now starting to get underway. It's led by a different unit in the Ford School, but numerous units, uh, research centers uh, across the school are, are participating, and Close-Up is one of those. Close-Up is trying to figure out what local governments need in a variety of ways. First and foremost, again, is through the Michigan Public Policy Survey. This is a survey of local government leaders across the state, and so it's people like mayors and city managers, county board chairs and county executives, 
township supervisors, village presidents, and so on. Once it became clear that the pandemic was going to have a massive impact in the state of Michigan and its communities, quickly added questions onto our survey. The survey was uh, ready to launch in early April. We added questions once it became clear how big of a uh, problem this was going to be. And we actually pulled the, the launch date up to launch as quickly as we could to try to get this information back to policymakers as quickly as possible. And so we're asking local leaders directly what they need, both in terms of resources and emergency temporary authorities and powers. We're also working with Michigan's local government associations, the Michigan Municipal League, the Michigan Townships Association, and the Michigan Association of Counties. They are providing all kinds of support as well to local governments across the state. And so we're working closely with them, trying to better understand as well what they're hearing that local governments need. And you know, we're, we're telling them what we're learning on our survey to coordinate as closely as possible. And then in addition, this COVID-19 consultant course uh, that's being organized across the Ford School is working directly with a variety of nonprofits and local governments, and again, with the local government associations. So we're hearing directly from front lines exactly what kind of help is needed. On the Michigan Public Policy Survey, one of the questions that we've asked local leaders is how effective the coordination is between their own jurisdiction and other types of organizations, whether that's other local governments that they partner with to deliver services, or the state government, local nonprofits and businesses, aspects of the federal government, and so on. And what we've heard from local leaders is that, in fact, coordination could be better, could be more effective. The coordination appears to be most effective with others in the local community. So local governments working with their county government, working with their county health department. That's where we see kind of the highest levels of effective coordination. And then decreases a little bit as we stay kind of nearby, uh, working with other local governments, working with local nonprofits and businesses in their community, still fairly effective coordination. So dealing with the state government, whether it's the state police or the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and so on, and then even further away from that, working with FEMA and federal government organizations, the effectiveness declines the further away we get from local communities. And I think one thing that we found in the surveys that we think is, is kind of behind some of these challenges in coordinating with others are communication problems. We've heard that, especially in the early weeks of the pandemic, when things were just extremely hard to figure out what was happening where, we heard from local government leaders saying some of them were getting too much information, some of them were not getting enough information from different types of organizations. Some were getting conflicting information. It was kind of a wild west uh, situation of information flow. And so I think that was one of the greatest challenges. And so the further away that partners are from you, I think the more magnified those kind of communication challenges become. And in terms of dealing with the federal government and the state government, other things that we've learned over time through the surveys are the state of Michigan and its local governments have what, I, what we would characterize as strained relationships, not necessarily broken, but a lack of trust going both ways. And so I think what we're seeing now in terms of challenges in coordinating between local governments and the state may be wrapped up a little bit in some of those legacy challenges. One thing we're already seeing is that the federal stimulus, the CARES funding that's coming in intended for state and local governments is primarily going to states. And then at the local level, individual local governments only get a specific earmark if they have 500,000 or more people. And so the rest of that money is entirely at the discretion of the state to kind of distribute. So they don't have yet have a lot of guidance on how that's supposed to work. But you know, I think that's something that's making local governments kind of nervous right now is that the state is gonna be the one in charge of this pot of money and deciding how it gets allocated.
both Stephanie and I have been able to see kind of behind the scenes uh, some of the efforts that are underway across the state in communities and with state government. And although, you know, I think we've heard of some coordination challenges, it's clear it's an all hands on deck situation, both at the local level and at the state level. Everybody is, is going all out to try to find solutions and try to help people around them, people in their communities. And so, although I think there are challenges and some of them are based in kind of historically difficult relationships, it's pretty clear that everybody is, is throwing everything they have at this. I think from what we've seen, encouraging signs of partnership across the state and both vertically and horizontally across jurisdictions. We launched uh, the first uh, survey in the spring of 2009, just as the Great Recession was ending. What we were able to track was a lag in the impact of that recession in terms of how it hit local governments and their operations and their revenues and so on. And so uh, we've been through one cycle of significant uh, fiscal challenges for Michigan local governments and their communities. And we've tracked for the last decade now uh, annually uh, how local governments and their communities have have slowly uh, kind of climbed uh, back up from the hole that was dug in the Great Recession. And so now, you know, we find ourselves again uh, in a situation of um, a significant recession underway. Uh, we have history in, in kind of studying that, and we have built up, uh, I think, a, a trusting relationship between our survey operations and the local government leaders across the state. Uh, we have a decade of uh, asking challenging questions that uh, they have uh, gladly participated in. They trust us to handle those responses responsibly. We promise confidentiality uh, to them, and we've never broken that. And so I think we uh, we have a decade now of kind of strong relationship building uh, between the research end and the, and the public service end. Uh, and so now when we're going back out to local governments and asking uh, what they need and how well the state government is responding and the federal government is responding, you know, I think we're getting honest responses from that. So I think a history of surveys now, a decade worth of history is kind of paying off now. The MPPS asks a lot of questions about fiscal situations. And so that gives us a lot of really good detail on knowing kind of where everybody is going into this recession and then what they're likely to need as we go through and, and moving into the future. So I think that's one of the things that, you know, it's not necessarily an indicator of what they need right now, but we have a really good idea of where everybody's positioned and what sort of insights that these survey questions can add into what the fiscal situation looks like. So that's been really helpful in thinking about our fiscal guide that we're putting together. The extent of this recession is gonna determine um, in large part how long the fiscal challenges uh, persist for local governments. Uh, what we found by tracking fiscal health in Michigan for the last decade is state of Michigan has a broken system in how it funds its local governments. And so although we've just been through, uh, feels like ages ago now, uh, we've just been through the longest stretch of economic growth in Michigan's history, local government fiscal health uh, did not recover uh, as quickly and as thoroughly uh, as it should have in that kind of uh, economic growth environment. And so I think expectations for how long the new fiscal challenges are going to last based on uh, the new recession that's uh, underway now depend on a, a few key factors. Uh, one is how long the public health crisis itself lasts. If we get a vaccine anytime soon and the economy can you know, get chugging again anytime soon, that's one outcome. On the other hand, if the public health uh, crisis persists and the economy has to stay shut down or stay 
uh, you know, at a lower level uh, for an extended period, that's going to be a completely different world. And a few other key factors, I think, that will drive how long the, the negative fiscal impacts last at the local level include weather and how much the federal government will uh, provide to state and local governments. The state of Michigan and all of its local governments, uh, by law, have to have balanced budgets. And uh, we have a, an extremely restrictive revenue system here in the state both for the state government and for its local governments. And so the ability to raise funds here within Michigan are constrained. And so if the federal government doesn't come through with a just a massive injection of funding, the negative uh, fiscal impacts for the state of Michigan and for its communities will last a significant time. The fiscal stimulus from the federal government is going to be absolutely critical in determining the damage in the short run and then the lasting impact in the long run. And I would just say, uh, you know, from looking at historically what it shows us about how recessions have impacted Michigan, I would say, depending on what goes on in the economy in general, the effect on Michigan local governments is going to be for five to 10 more years after that, just because of their, like Tom said, the broken finance model really restricts their ability to recover from economic downturns. And, and I would say also, you know, we're hoping like we saw with the Great Recession, that most local governments kind of start to recover and, and hopefully get to that full recovery point. But I think there's also going to be a handful of local governments, like we saw with the Great Recession, who fall behind and never catch up. There have been a, a handful of local governments that have still not caught up from the Great Recession and have persistently high fiscal stress. And I think they're going to be hit even harder by this. And I think this recession is going to cause further permanent damage that, that they may never recover from. One of the biggest uh, problems with the Great Recession was uh, the, the decline in property values. The system of funding local government in Michigan significantly restricts the growth in property tax revenues at the, at the local level. And so although property values themselves for homeowners increased pretty significantly in the wake of the Great Recession over the last decade, the revenues that local governments collect from that increasing property value uh, is severely restricted. And so if property values in Michigan uh, uh, take significant cuts again in this recession, we're setting ourselves up for another decade of um, even if those property values start to rebound, local governments just won't uh, benefit from that uh, in the way that they probably need to at this point. Another important piece too on this is, is how the state responds with revenue sharing payments because the local governments in Michigan are highly dependent on shared revenues from the state government. And another thing we know from past recessions is that when the state needs to balance its budget, that's one of the go-to places where it makes cuts. And so it just sort of passes that pain down to local government. So we don't yet know how the state's gonna to respond to that this time, but we do expect the state to make cuts in local governments. You know, We just don't know how deep they are gonna be yet. Close Up is working on a, a variety of uh, resources, and uh, they all, uh, the first two at least, uh, revolve around the idea of information. And so the first, again, is information that we're collecting uh, through the Michigan Public Policy Survey, where we ask local governments uh, both what kind of resources they need and uh, if there are uh, temporary emergency authorities or powers that they need delegated to them uh, by the state government uh, so that they can operate uh, more flexibly. We're hearing the types of things that they need along those lines in terms of uh, more flexibility to deal with deadlines. FOIA was one uh, issue that, uh, that came up uh, that the governor has already addressed, thankfully, 
uh, where local government said when they don't have staff in the office uh, who can dig through file cabinets and find documents that someone that a resident has FOIA'd uh, submitted a request for for Freedom of Information Act, local governments just don't have the ability to respond to that FOIA, certainly not on the same timeline uh, that is typically required. And so they need relaxation of regulations and deadlines and timelines. And uh, we see the state responding to that, uh, and, and that's good. The first way that first kind of resources that CloseUp uh, is providing is information uh, back to local governments and to uh, state uh, officials. Tied to that are the fiscal uh, strategy project that, that Stephanie is leading. And so Stephanie can describe maybe a little bit more kind of what we're hoping to do with those, uh, make those memos uh, easily digestible and, uh, and provide related information. So with the fiscal strategy guide, we're, we're trying to provide pieces of that that will help in the short term. So how do you manage cash flow when your revenues are cut off? How do you think about accessing federal funding? But we're also trying to take a long-term perspective and think about, okay, you know, given that we've just blown this big hole in the budget, how do we plan for the next budget year? How do we plan for the next three years? How can we sort of make our our budgeting and long-term planning process a little bit more flexible and a little bit more resilient? What, what tools can we provide to help them think through those issues and, and give them a little extra capacity to respond and to try to make sure that they're in a good position, given that everybody's gonna feel pain from this, how can they position themselves best to deal with it in the short run and then think through what are the long-term implications? The other type of resource that uh, CloseUp is helping to provide uh, are the talents of our students at the Ford School. Uh, we have uh, enormously talented young people who really wanna make a difference in the state, in communities, uh, in, in the country and, and around the world. And so uh, this, COVID-19 consultant course uh, is an effort to uh, leverage, you know, those incredible talents of, uh, of our students who are here learning about policy and all the challenges out there uh, and connecting them directly with uh, communities across the state who have a variety of needs. And so uh, this is just uh, starting to get up and underway, but we'll have uh, teams of students uh, underway this summer working uh, directly on behalf of communities across the state of Michigan. I think the most important uh, takeaway is, uh, is not necessarily uh, tied directly to the pandemic, but it's the understanding that the system of funding local government in Michigan is broken, and it's been broken for a long time. Uh, local governments in Michigan uh, have struggled uh, financially longer than uh, local governments probably in any other state in the nation. It goes back to the year 2000 or 2001 when Michigan uh, went through what was known as the one state decade long recession. The rest of the country recovered from that recession of 2000-2001 pretty quickly. The state of Michigan did not. That recession uh, kind of dragged out in the state uh, over the course of the 2000s. And uh, as Stephanie had pointed out, uh, the state of Michigan, um, to balance its own budget, uh, cut revenue sharing repeatedly to local governments. That was kind of the beginning of the really significant challenges to local government fiscal health in Michigan. Then uh, the Great Recession hit in 2008, and property values, uh, you know, plummeted, uh, and there were a whole new set of uh, fiscal challenges. And at that point, the the, the most important ones were these uh, tax caps. That uh, state law limits how much revenue can grow at the local level, even as property values are growing much faster. And in addition, uh, state law prevents local governments in Michigan from accessing other types of local revenue, like a local gasoline tax. Uh, local vehicle registration system, 
local income taxes for most uh, jurisdictions. And so the system of funding here in the state uh, really is broken, has hurt our communities uh, for uh, coming up on a couple of decades at least now. And uh, it's something that needs to be addressed if we are gonna see our communities thrive uh, and even uh, deal with the, the fiscal challenges that are coming because of this pandemic. The situation is kind of laid bare all of the, the problems and constraints that, that we've been handicapping local governments with for, for a long time. And, and so a, a takeaway would just be, I hope everyone sort of thinks about local governments as providing basic services that people are going to need if the economy is going to get back on track. Local governments provide the kinds of things that are sort of taken for granted, right? The ability to drive on the roads, have the street lights on, have clean water and uh, sewer services. So all of these things that, that everybody is going to need in order to get back to work and to get the economy moving again. And if we can't get local governments at least functioning back with you know either some federal stimulus or, or some other kind of help, um, it's going to just prolong the recession for everyone. So I think that's, you know, maybe a little bit of an overlooked, but an absolutely critical role that local governments are going to play in getting everyone working again and getting everything in the economy moving again. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.